With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the NYYST Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 208 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, and it's Stack Guy Rye. What up? Uh, Chris is not here this week. Uh, no, the aliens did not come and take him. He's just, uh, he's he's having a little holiday Dude, there celebration. Was another, <laughs> what there, was another alien, there was another alien report recently. There was oh, some Christ. blue light somewhere. Apparently a light went sunk right into the ocean or something. I don't know, man. I think aliens might be the storyline of this year, 2021. Aliens. So it's the day after uh, New Year's Day. We're recording sun, uh, Saturday night, January 2nd. Chris is spending some time with the family, which is all good. Uh, Ryan is 7 out of 10 drunk, so this could get really interesting. <laughs> 7. Mickey Mantle out of 10, babes. So, um, you got a nice beard going, bro. Yeah, I haven't. I shaved a day. I do this. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Unfortunately, you know, I know your, I know your, yeah. I know your things. So, I shaved the day after the Yankees got eliminated and it's just been growing. So, I'm really hoping that they don't push spring training back because I got about another six weeks of this thing. I don't need, I don't really want it on my oh. face another day longer if they push so spring, spring training, training back. Yeah. I shaved pitchers and catchers report that I shaved. Let's try That's to cool. uh, cleanse move. cleanse last season. So uh, <clears throat> we're hoping to cleanse 2020, and we can uh, hope that we start the new year off right by you guys leaving us a five-star rating review on iTunes. Please go ahead and do that. Uh, we, you know, get the new year off started, uh, started off right with a nice uh, five-star rating review on iTunes. Uh, we'll get that out of the way early because we always seem to forget to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is our first show of 2021. Uh, we took a little. I thought Ryan was going to flash me that he's seven out of ten drunk again, but he's just nah. showing me what year it is. Nah, yeah, yeah. All right, at least you got it. Uh, yeah, we took last week off. We decided that we were just going to. We usually, you know, longtime listeners of the show understand that we usually do take a little holiday break. Uh, there was a couple of things that happened as uh, the week went along, which we'll we'll touch on briefly. But uh, we just want to say, wish everybody a happy new year. Hope everybody had a great holiday. Yeah, a uh, couple of weeks with their families, and uh, we can put the madness of 2020 behind us and start to look yeah. forward to 2021. And um, you know, some baseball here. I guess we could start with a little. We'll get this out of the way with a little DJ LeMayu update, which is still that as we record here at 9.13 on uh, Saturday night, January 2nd, he's still a free agent. Now, which DJ Le Dodger. Yeah, uh, I mean, as we uh, signed off uh, 
two weeks ago, we kind of expected that he still would be on the free agent market as we came back in 2021. But now you hear the the big, I guess the big report, the rumor is that the Dodgers are in on him, which, uh, you know, Ryan, now, you know, Ryan yeah, kind of alluded to that. Ryan kind of alluded to that a few weeks ago that the Dodgers, I mean, hey, you know what? If DJ LeMay is going to be sitting out there and you're a team like the Dodgers, why not check in on him? Which is yeah, that's kind of what I said. Is that if you're not going to sign him, then all you're doing is you're you're allowing more time for the L.A. Dodgers to come in and swoop in. Now let me ask you some: Do you think do you think a lot of this these uh, recent rumors with DJ and the Dodgers? Do you think that has anything to do with the Padres making moves for Darvish and friggin' Blake Snell? Yeah, I mean, uh, is that like I'm, the Dodgers I'm, saying, "Hey, we need to let's let's we gotta we maybe need to improve this roster a little bit." I think let's it has DJ more here. than anything to do with that. Justin Turner's a free agent, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree with that. Excuse me, and I see Lemayu as an upgrade over Justin Turner, even though I think they're about the same in age. I think they're both uh, about 31, 32 years old. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna move on from Turner, if you're the Dodgers, why not bring in Lemayu? And he's the type of guy that you know it would be a big, big splash to that fan base, especially after winning a World Series. So, actually, I can, Justin Turner is 36 years old. He's that to, old to DJ Lemay, who's 32 years old. Wow, I didn't think which he was I'm that old. Uh, very surprised with that, Christian. 36. I'm very. Turner, I am surprised. Yeah, I am very surprised. 36. I thought he, I didn't think he was that old at all. So yeah, yeah so, I mean, it makes yeah. it would make a lot of sense from the Dodgers' perspective to kind of say thank you to uh, Justin Turner and um, you know turn the page to DJ LeMayu, which you know that's a nice page to turn. It's to. it's getting uh, again. It's getting very frustrating from the sense that the Yankees haven't done anything of note. Um, let me let me bring this up. This is this is actually something that they did do. Uh, yeah, which... some minor leagues fucking two shoes douche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me bring. Yeah, no, I'll t- take your time, man. You know, it's, it's the guy. Interesting. He's stuff. an outfielder. Uh, Socrates. His name is Socrates Brito. Philosopher. Yeah, uh, he didn't play in the major leagues last year. Uh, he last appeared with Toronto in 2019, wearing 43 plate appearances. He batted 077. Hey, who's the last? Who's the last uh, player from Toronto? The Yankees swooped right up, and play, it turned out to be a pretty damn productive player for us. Who is this? Can, you can't say it. Did I Gio. ban Gio Urshela? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, twenty one thousand. Okay, so, uh, I mean, if the Yankees get uh, Socrates, <laughs> this guy Socrates to turn into, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, okay. I mean, you know, he's a left-handed bat. I love, I dude, you know how I like <laughs> the lefties. But I don't know what you can expect from him. It's it's organizational depth. You know, everybody's just. You know, they're like, oh, you signed this guy, but you can't sign DJ. I think it's a little. I think we all have to understand it's it's just a little bit different. Signing we, a guy. Can we for, break down why the Yankees aren't going to sign DJ LeMahieu really quick? You don't think they will, is what you're saying? Well, because I'm looking at it this way, right? You could only have so many guys that are making 25 plus million on your roster if you're really truly considering that luxury tax, right? So you already have two guys that are making 25 plus in Stanton 
and Garrett Cole. How many more are you willing to really add on to that? And you have Glaber Torres uh, two, three years from now that you're going to have to think about paying. You have Aaron Judge that you're going to have to worry about paying. I, I really think the reason why DJ LeMay won't end up signing with the New York Yankees is because the New York Yankees are, are considering that luxury tax and they're saying – we, we need to pay certain guys 25-plus million, and DJ LeMayhew, if we pay him now, we're not going to be able to pay an Aaron Judge, a, a Glaber Torres, down the line. That's, that's get- my line of thinking, of, and why, if this guy truly doesn't end up with the Yankees, that has to be the reasoning. Uh, but who knows if they even sign those guys in the future? They'll come up with an excuse as to not, to not sign those guys. You know, I think it seems Cash- like that's the case for the last three or four years that they, they have a reasoning for why they're doing what they're doing and, and, and we justify it, right? We, we justify the rebuilding, the retooling. And now it's, what is this going to, what's the justification for this? It's going to be, well, they, they need the money to sign Glaber Torres. And well, what are you going to, well, what are you going to do? If you, what are you going to do? If that's your just, if that's your reason, what are you going to do? You're going to try and maybe also, I don't know if they, they, they're, I also think they're thinking, if we sign DJ LeMayhew now, then we can't sign a Francisco Lindor later. So you're flushing. So you're going to flush 2021. Uh, kind of. At least this. Off, I'm I'm flushing the 2021 off season. My battery's running low. Let me. I got to plug in. I'm flushing the off season. Yeah, you're flushing the off season, but I mean, who's going to play second base for you? Who's going to? Who's going to? Who you, Who are you going to bring in? We joke all the time about Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade is he, he can't. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, he's not the second baseman for the New York Yankees. He's not the shortstop for the New York Yankees because I know a lot of people no. are just going to be like, "Oh, well, then you slide Glaber over." I don't. I honestly, yeah. I love Didi Gregorius. I really appreciate everything yeah. that he did here. You can't let DJ LeMayu go and then say, "Here's Didi on a one-year deal." That's not a consolation prize. Is is DD plus a Michael Brantley a constellation? Again, but we talked about this a few weeks ago. Michael Brantley is an outfielder. Who? Where? Wh- All right, Ryan. We bring in Michael Brantley, right? Know, you tell man. me a combination of Brantley and DD. Am I okay with that? Probably, but then again, where where is Brantley getting his abs from? Well, are you taking him away from? Cl- who's our left fielder, Chris? Are you ta- again? Is Clint Frazier not the left fielder? Oh, Clint Frazier. Okay. You know, I'm, I had a brain. I had a little seven out of ten drunk brain fart. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is he not no, your right. left fielder? So then, all right, you got Clinton left. Center's Aaron Hicksy, Judge Ian right. Stanton's yet. Yeah, no. no. And I know the, the popular retort is going to be, well, do you expect X and Y, X and Y being uh, Hicks and Judge to stay healthy? And not really. But I'm also not going to go into the season banking on that. Saying, oh, you know, Hicks and Judge won't be healthy, so I'll bring in Brantley. He's going to get his at-bats that way. It's, dude, it's it's tough. Do you maybe see a, a L.A. Dodgers swap at third base? Or not third base, but do you see maybe the Yankees looking at a Justin Turner? I don't think he plays the middle infield. No, he doesn't. He's locked in at third. And we and they don't need, really and I know need that he, if you're going with Gio. Right. And Urshela's not really Urshela doesn't profile as a middle infielder. No, you're not gonna really I don't think they would want to change that. So and it, but here's here's to back to your point, which is it, I understand where you're coming from and saying how many guys are you gonna pay twenty five million dollars plus to? Mm-hmm. 
So if your rationale is you're going to sit this one out because Story, Correa, Lindor, Younger, better, you're going to pay those guys a ton of money. Right? Uh I, I if I'm if I'm lining myself up with the logic of of maybe what the Yankees are thinking, in my mind it would be if we want to pay one maybe one more guy in the near future, and if it's between the free agent class of next year versus DJ LeMayhew this year, we're going with the class of next year. And this is going to tie into something that we're going to bring up in a little bit, uh, but. Why I understand the age is kind of a factor here, but why not just give the money to a guy that you know how good he is and that he can handle playing here and that he's been your best player the last two years? Why do why don't we not worry? Why are we so worried about the end of the contract? Let's just worry about trying to win in the beginning part of the contract. Uh, I do, I mean, a, a large part of it has to be with the way that maybe some of these contracts have burned the Yankees in the past. But it's not a long, it's not really a long-term deal. It's five years. I know. I'm trying to find the reasoning why they're not, that this guy isn't a Yankee right now. I'll tell you. you, I mean, he's, dude, two, a guy playing for the New York Yankees had two top five MVP finishes the last two seasons. That's, that's not something that happens often. You got, you got to lock this guy up. There's two, there's two reasons why. Number one is because the Yankees, like many other teams, don't know where the revenue streams are coming from again in 2021 because we don't know if fans will ever will be allowed in ballparks, which is, look, nobody's going to take up a uh, hand out a collection plate for Hal Steinbrenner, but if you're going to run a team like a business, the business need and he, he's drinking wine now, this guy. He's already sangria. Seven out of ten drunk and he's still drinking. Hey, I got if, if if I don't want to fall down to like a five by the end of the pod because then I'm going to be tired. And I'm going to go sleep. Did you ever see that episode of How I Met Your Mother where they try to find the perfect drink for Barney and and Marshall when they were fighting with each other, and then they just went too far and they blacked out and remember and forgot the whole thing. I feel like that's what you're trying to do right now. Is you're trying to stay at a level, I never but you blacked out. I never blacked out. I don't think maybe once, twice, once, twice. I don't remember three times. <laughs> What were we oh, saying, man, dude? I, dude, I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. I completely forget to. I just, I, I think that the, the reason why this guy isn't being signed is that oh, the that's are right. Worried about the damn luxury tax, right? That's what I was saying. Because if you think about it, right? right. If you're going to run the team like a business, businesses need to bring in revenue. It's not. It's easy for us as fans to say, well, Hal, you are worth X. Just put your own money into the damn thing. But you know, that's that's not for us to say. And I don't want to I don't want to be Yankee boy and 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 and, <laughs> and say whatever, you know, like, oh, Steve Cohen. But what has Steve Cohen really done? He's talked a good game. Just changed but has he really can, backed really. any any of it up? Right? Not yet. It so, looks like there, dude, there's a lot of rumors attached to the Mets still. Well, you know what? This they, looks like it's going to be an offseason like two years ago with the, or I think it was two well, years right. ago. Well, right. If the rumor, from what I heard earlier in the week, is that Springer wants 150 and the Mets don't want to uh, touch it. Well, no. if you're so damn rich and you got so much money and you want to <laughs> make a big splash, and you, if you're Steve Cohen, what's $30 million? 
You yeah, said he no. I you, know that's what I said. You said he pays. Uh, he paid fourteen million dollars for a painting that looks like a fart. Yeah, so. I actually looked more into that. It's a. It's. I think it's two. Uh, t- he has the world's richest painting collection. I think it's like two billion dollars. He's got the. He's got the most expensive Picasso. You know, he's a collector. So he's still even trying to operate under financial constraints. Okay. So why are we giving House Steinbrenner a hard time about it? I get it, dude. I don't want to hear about the luxury tax either. We were sold that bill of goods. Now it's time to cash in and win a World Series. I I completely understand that. I don't want to hear it either. But if you're looking at it from a house perspective, which again, I've said this on the show before, we've talked about this rational fan versus re, uh, uh, excuse me, irrational fan versus reality as the irrational fan. I don't want to hear about the luxury tax, but in reality, how Steinbrenner is trying to run a business where he doesn't know where his money's coming from or a large portion of his revenue stream is completely cut off. It's up in the air. So if you're if, if you're Hal and you're saying to Brian Cashman, you know, maybe if we didn't have COVID in 2020 and COVID wasn't still here in 2021, maybe DJ would have been here and gotten his $22 million a year. But maybe now because of where we're sitting with everything, Hal said to Brian, hey, you know what? Negotiate this guy. Get me a good deal on him. And if it really comes down to push and shove where I got to go somewhere, then I'll go somewhere. But I don't want to go there. Let's let's. Let's draw this frigging thing out if we have You're to. You're right, man. I th- honestly, the more you t- the more you say it, and the more we break it down. I, it's 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 now that you say it, dude. It's not about the luxury tax as much as it is. Let's wait and let's play this thing out and let's see because it's un- an unprecedented off season in terms of you know uh, reinventing the terms of, uh, of how you create revenue. This this is might just be a slow off season because it's, it's, it's owners waiting to see how other owners give out contracts. And guys like LeMahieu. And who's been signed so far? Who, who's, who's been signed? Who's the biggest name? Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton. And he got what? Um, He got like 12 million bucks or something like that for Um, one year. But not, not, not a long-term deal. It was a, short-term deal i think two years right or one year i think you got one Um, year one year 15 mil all right so i mean yeah one year it's not a long-term investment you give a guy's money in that and the same and why isn't real mutual been signed why did the mets go with mccann over him yeah mccann that's the other one that's been signed so until some of these guys start dropping i mean we really just we just gonna have to play the waiting game on this thing, you know. Yeah. The last time we all got all freaked out about the Yankees not signing uh, free agents was in 2018, and then and then they just dropped this guy DJ Mayu in her lap, and then we you know he turned out to be the team's best player for the last two years, and a guy that a lot of people had never even heard of or really paid much attention to. So, I mean, if he goes somewhere else, as long you know, let's just. I guess the thing is you just have to put blind faith in the cashman that he can bring that type of player in again. Maybe a good player that can blossom here with the Yankees. Although I, he he has to do something. I mean, the wind, you know, the window on this team is closing and it's closing faster than a lot of people want to think or admit that it is. 
So something you, you can't wait. You know, you bring in Garrett Cole, you can't waste one of his prime years waiting for another season. So something has to be done. If DJ LeMayu prices himself out of the Yankees, uh, prices himself out of being a Yankee, you got to do something. And it can't be, you know, sniffing around the the, the clearance rack at Marshalls. You, you can't do that. You want to tell me that you want to go make a trade for Francisco Lindor? That's fine. Go do it. But then also, you know, don't cry poor to DJ Mayu and then bring in Lindor knowing that you have to sign this guy to an extension to give up the prospects that is going to require you to get him. No, you because, can't cry poor. Can't, can't cry poor. Because this is the thing that a lot of Yankee fans don't understand. And, you know... Everybody freaks out that Blake Snell got traded to the Padres. In what world are we living in that Blake Snell would have been traded to the Yankees? Oh, Jesus Christ. The asking price for a division rival? Forget it. And think close. about it. Thank think, God. Ex- Good riddance. Good riddance. Right. And think about that, too. Think about what... Let's say Tampa was open to trading with the Yankees, right? What would that price tag have looked like? Not more. Uh, it would have been Dominguez, one hundred percent. I mean, from there, or whatever. But I, it's, it's, I, it's probably. I, I a, do think though he get they got a nice haul from San Diego for they got that uh, Mejia catching prospect. That who who did who did um who did the Padres get? They they traded someone for Mejia. Right, I can't think of who it is at this moment. He, he was involved in a, in, in a different yeah, it trade. Was another deal. Look it up. And we talked about uh-huh. this on the show before. The other guy that the the Padres Brad got hand. Brad Hand. Oh right, right. I did hear that. I did okay. I do remember that. But huh. the other guy that, that the Padres got was you Darvish. Right? Are you are you upset over you Darvish not becoming a Yankee? No, not even not even a little bit, man. I, I mean, is he a great pitcher? Did he have a, a scion caliber year? Literally, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I, the the money it's I mean, I, no, I'm not. I'm not. There's not. just something about that guy that I, I don't trust. Well, I, I don't know what. It, you know, there's just some guys that you don't. It, it goes beyond the numbers where you're just like, I, I, I don't want him here. And what did his contract look like? Good. It's a lot of money. Uh, contract six years, 126 million. What's left on that? Three, I think. Uh, he's a free agent, 2020. Yeah, three, 2024 free agent. So I believe that's what I think he's owed about 60 million. You know, well, I mean, you look at the yearly, it's 21 mil a year. Did you want to sign a guy that was going to take up 21 mil a year when you, you seem to have a salary cap? I guess with this luxury tax, it's a new salary cap. So. I guess I'm not allowed to search you without it uh, auto-correcting to the word Y-O-U. Okay. So that's delaying. That's, I mean, you know, you look at his numbers. 2018, he posted a 495 ERA, 2019 a 398, and then 2020 this year, 2.01. So, I mean, he had a great I mean, the contract was front-loaded. He's due 22, <laughs> 19, and 18 in the last three years of the deal. It's not outlandish. <sighs> I don't know, but I'm just not a big U Darvish guy, so I'm not upset over that. 
I am a big short-term commitment guy because, see, that's the thing. If you're if you're not going to get LeMayu, then I think this year, if you are going to sign anybody, it's going to be someone for a short-term commitment. Would you think so? Yeah. I mean, I guess like if you look DD, at – Would you say a DD for two years? No, I don't even want DD for two years. I'm – you know, and yeah, I was somebody so that, that wanted. Uh, I wanted to find a way to bring him back after last season, after 2019. But uh, I, no, uh, no, I, we're past that now. I'm sorry. You. I'm I'm in agreement. No, I, I agree. I fucking agree with you, man. I'm just trying to think of like, d- does this team make a move? I'm looking at Darvish's numbers, and they're they're pretty. I mean, he's. He's been here. He's been in the big league since 2012. He's only had an ERA over uh, for twice. Then, I mean, if you, that type of guy was on the free agent market and what he's Uh, getting, I mean, the, the, I don't know. He did have a personal catcher attached in that deal. I know that's what that, that I did. I I saw that, that his personal catcher was traded with them. Uh, I don't know. That, that is something that does kind of scare me about the guy. So. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, you know, you wish for the Padres that they'd have Clevenger in that rotation. That's a solid rotation because apparently they have some guys. I don't, you know, I don't know much about the Padres, but they've ha- they have some guys already in that rotation that were pretty pretty decent to go with Snell and Darvish. He's been fairly healthy outside of 2018. Speaking of Darvish, I mean, I don't know. I just got to, you know, you. If if Cashman passed on him because he didn't like the parameters of the deal, that's one thing. If he just if he's sleeping on the fact that Darvish was available, that's another thing. I mean, well, I, let's I got see who he was traded for. As I again, like you know, we're not. I'm not big onto. I'm not even big into Yankee prospects, let alone other teams' prospects. But as from what I understand, is that they're not. There weren't a lot of top guys moved in that deal. Zach Davies. Right-handed pitcher, uh, four prospects: Owen Cassie, Asmel, Mena, Reginald, Reginald, <laughs> Reginald Preciado, and Yesan Santana. So it's a bunch of prospects in the deal, but apparently one of them's Grade A. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We can do. Apparently nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody I, I somebody know. tweet that the Yankees offseason has gotten um they they're giving the Yankees offseason an F. But I mean we're sitting here on January 2nd uh outside of the Padres making a couple of deals all the major free agents are still sitting out there. I mean I would give it an incomplete. I wouldn't give it an F. Yeah. You can't you can't grade it yet. It's uh, it's not over. Uh, yeah, it's not over, but I think, uh, something that needs to be over. And, uh, this is our, this is our first show of 2021. And, uh, I wanted to start it off positively, you know, leave a lot of the negativity in 2020. So we decided that we were going to air out. I know Festivus was a couple weeks ago, air out your grievances, but we're going to do that today. Um, we're, you know, I came up with a top five list. I think Ryan's got a few of his own of things yeah. that Yankee fans need to stop doing. And I think it benefits all of us as a collective unit. And this 
topic could have, would have, should have been on there, but I think it needs its own separate segment as of right now. I need, I'm so, I'm parched, yeah. even though uh, I need a little. You're parched? What are you drinking over there? I, I might go grab, I, will, I was about to go grab water, but I will. I need, at the end I need of a little show. Gatorade action. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I'm a little parched too. Mm-hmm. So um, you got five solid? You got five solid ones, huh? I actually have six. Then this one is going to be one all of right. all well, I have, own. I have really let's get in, Let's get into, the, let's get into this first because I want to debate yeah. this completely separately from the list. Yeah. And it's the Jeter versus A-Rod debate. Uh, I well, th- what about it? Well, listen. Hear, hear me out, brother. Hear me out. I'll hear you. I'm hearing you, bro. I think as Yankee fans... We need to stop with the G- the A Rod is better than Jeter tweets. We have to stop with it. Now I don't know why you're laughing, but if you're laughing because why are you laughing? I just I find it funny that you know it's gotten to the point that you know we're calling it out because it is it it's it I think it deserves to be addressed this topic. So that's well, why I'm you, have you have you seen because the, you know? Did you watch the New Year's special with J Lo performed? And who was there? A Rod. A Rod. I didn't A-Rod see it, but there. I know he was with there. His phone out. So, he's filming the whole thing. So you've seen the the the, the meme, the self made meme going around six hundred dollars stimulus, two thousand yes, yes, dollars. Yes. Okay. So okay. this is how this all got brought back uh, into uh, life. Oh. Somebody. Somebody did the $600 stimulus with a picture of Jeter, and they did the $2,000 stimulus with a picture of Did it A-Rod. get a lot of likes? Did it get likes? It kind of got – I think it got ratioed a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really follow up on it because I, I said my piece on it, and I've been battling two days now about it, and this is where I stand on it. Guys, girls – of Yankee Twitter, if you listen to this pod, we got to stop with the A-Rod is better than Jeter tweets, okay? I'm not going to sit here, and if I had a son, I'll be honest with you, if I had a son, his name would have been Derek. My wife and I decided upon that, that if we had a boy, his name would have been Derek because Derek Jeter is my favorite baseball player of all time. So I'm not going to hide the fact that I love Derek Jeter. But I'm also not going to be an idiot and tell you that Derek Jeter was a better baseball player than Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez should have gone down as the best player in the history of Major League Baseball. That's just a fact. Uh Uh, The reason why A-Rod is not going down as the best player in Major League Baseball is because the guy was so insecure about how great he was that he shot a needle in his ass. So let's be realistic about that. But still, pure talent, what they did on the field, A-Rod is a better baseball player than Derek Jeter. But so why, oh, why, Christian? Why do we need to stop with the A-Rod is better than Jeter tweets if it's true that A-Rod is better than Derek Jeter? Because here's why, people. What is the point? Why are you doing it? And I and I even tweeted that today. What is the point behind it? What is the reasoning for it? 
I never got, I did not get a straight answer, Ryan. I didn't get a straight answer. Why? Because I know what the reason is for it is to fucking stir up shit on social media. That's all it is. You and I both know we're smart enough to know. And I think a lot of the fans that listen to this show are smart enough to know that there's people out there that they like to poke holes in Derek Jeter's game. Tell you he's overrated. He's not as good as people think that he is. Blah, blah, fucking blah. We've heard about how bad he was as, as a defensive player. Analytics, you know, sh- we right, the, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. wrong. Okay. We know that this whole A-Rod is better than Jeter shit is not to pump up A-Rod because if it was, that's one thing. It's to it's to diminish what Derek Jeter did. And I got into an argument with somebody over this today and said, oh, how could you argue with A-Rod being better with blah, 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 blah. And I said, dude, I'm not arguing that A-Rod's not better because he is. Why do we need to bring back bring down Derek Jeter? I would expect this shit out of 29 other fan bases. I shouldn't expect this out of the Yankee fan base. Why people in our own fan base, you know, and we'll get to this shortly. 27 rings. Who helped bring five of them here? Who helped bring five of them here? So you like to shout that shit, but one of the guys that was a key component to bringing five of them here, you, you want to try to bring the guy down whenever you get an opportunity to. And I just I just don't get it. And then I come to find out that this kid is 16 years old. Bro, did you see the guy play baseball? Did you? Because you were fucking 11 when he retired. So, no, you didn't see the guy play baseball. So, you, maybe you should sit this one out. I don't get Ryan. I, I For the life of me, I don't get it. That's my whole you point know, behind it. You just answered it. it, though, buddy. You just answered it. You just answered why. It's that they didn't. They're looking at the numbers. They didn't. They didn't experience they didn't see it with their eyes. They didn't see Derek Jeter because, you know, the the argument of Derek Jeter versus A Rod, it's the same. It's the same. You could break down of why analytics aren't aren't shouldn't be the end all be all of, of measurement. Is that when you look at Derek Jeter as an eye test type of guy, and you break down the post his postseason numbers, it's and what he represented for the New York Yankees, it's not even a comparison. You could say, is A-Rod better than Derek Jeter? Yeah. If you look at his numbers analytically, sure. He's 100%. Take steroids out of the equation, too. I test it, too. Dude. He's a better baseball player than Derek Jeter. Yeah, he is. He's better. He's just as good, if not a better fielder. And he was a power hitter with the same. He hit for average, and he drove in more runs. He was a better player than Derek Jeter. But you look at what Derek Jeter represented, and you break down. He had... A-Rod and Derek Jeter, their careers are over. Jeter had more postseason home runs than A-Rod. He had, he had a higher on-base percentage than A-Rod in the postseason. So that's that's what Derek Jeter represented. It, was, it wasn't the analytics. It wasn't the sabermetrics of a player. Sure, did he not cover as much ground as, as some other fucking, fucking good fielders, I, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. So I wasn't measuring that. We weren't measuring. Yeah, I'm a seven out of ten. I'm probably at a six point three now. You know, I should have refilled before the pot. But you know, Derek Jeter. It's more than just. It's more than just versus 
A-Rod in a regular season comparison. It's it's the player and what he represented and the and the location of where he played and what and how he how he um presented himself and, and represented the Yankees, blah blah blah. Seven out of ten. Jeter A-Rod. I I, I don't like the comparison. But I don't for, like it. <clears throat> for me, tweeting that brings up one thing. To take to me, it just all it is when you tweet something like that, Jeter is better or A Rod is better than Jeter. What you're trying to do is start the conversation about how Derek Jeter wasn't as good as people think that he is. Like people like me, sure. you're trying to start that conversation and have that argument that he wasn't as good as what people think that he was, which is which is which is wrong. Dead on, agreed, agreed. And then I had a com- I had a, a little conversation with somebody that i respect has her own she has her own podcast i respect her opinions respect her views but she's saying well when somebody says something like that how is that a knock on Derek jeter how is that bringing down Derek jeter and she didn't she didn't quite get it and and i'm not you know this is maybe if this was twitter people would call this a subtweet i'll give her at it's at, it, at m- many of you that follow the show probably know her too it's at m she does it she has the breaking balls pod which is a fantastic name for a fucking baseball podcast so here i go shouting out other people even though people probably don't shout us hey. out but hey it is what it is right it is it and I get, and I like I said, I respect her opinion. I respect her views on everything. She's a, she's an A Rod person. I get it. Like I'm a Jeter guy. She's an A Rod person. Fine. That's that's all well and good. And how she didn't understand how bringing that up brings down Derek Jeter because here's here's what I think everybody is missing is when you say that you're allowing people to come in and then argue for A Rod about why Jeter wasn't as good. Or, or bring up any reason why Jeter isn't as good as other people that hold him in such high regard. Look, these things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Was Derek Jeter is one of the greatest Yankees of all time, but A-Rod was a better baseball player than him. It's just a fact. But yeah. why do we need to constantly go back to this, to have this A-Rod is better than Jeter comp? conversation this isn't the lebron versus mj shit because those are two oh. different fan bases these they are two different, two different fan, times too two different fan together. bases two different eras that that's just a completely different thing this is like a civil Man. war amongst yankee fans and what mm. are we getting out of it what are we getting out of it other than to then mm. to other to try to knock down a guy off his pedestal which he belongs on yeah. How many guys in the history of Major League Baseball have more hits than Derek Jeter? Can you count them? Five. Five guys have more hits in the history of this game than Derek Jeter. So, you know, and again, I'm going to say it. Aaron was a better player, but why do we need to take the, the time to tweet that to knock Derek Jeter down? There, look, Ryan, if you here, – here's where I'll stand on this. If Aaron never played for the Yankees – and he stayed his entire career in Seattle, and he had Seattle Mariner fans tweeting that. Tip of the cap. He was a better baseball player. No argument. And there's not even anything to say because it's true. And it's Seattle guys taking up for their guy over Derek Jeter. I get it. I completely understand it. But why in our own fan base do we have to cause this civil war? Why? That's what I don't get. No, I, I'm in a, I'm in complete agreement. 
There's no need for it. There's no room for it. We we there's there's bigger fish to fry. And what I'm got bigger things to worry about. And what I'm legitimately scared of in this whole debate is that it's being driven by people that didn't get the full context of what Derek Jeter is. So that's why they bring it up because they're just sitting there looking at numbers because anybody that actually sat there and watched these two guys play day in, day out knows a rod is better and knows that if you're a Yankee fan, there's no point in bringing up the conversation because it just leads to negative talk about a guy that doesn't need his legacy fucking tarnish at all. Period. Stop to borrow it from Craig Carton. Boom. Done. Boom. <sighs> so that goes beyond the um, the uh, the list that I have compiled. It felt that it just needed its own thing. That we just you just gotta stop. Enough with the A Rod is better than Jeter tweets. We get it. No. Nobody, nobody likes Jeter more than I do. Would have named my kid after the fucking guy for Christ's right. sake that he's had a son. I'm willing to admit because it's true that A Rod is better, but I'm also telling yes. you people, there's no point in in the debate. There's no point in it. Was Alex a possibility? Alex? Uh, no, no, not a possibility. It was just Derek. Yeah. Gotcha. So, it, it, as a as a New Year's resolution. These are these are now my uh, these are these are just things that um, actually I want to bring this up because earlier in the week um, it was kind of reported that Masahiro Tanaka had said that he did not want to play for any other major league ball club except the Yankees. He would go back to Japan. He kind of refuted that a little bit today with a tweet uh, saying that he was he was just limiting more to what the offers who was interested in him more so than what he was interested in doing. But I also kind of believe part of the original um, report that he's not interested in playing for a non-contending team. I think for Tanaka to stay in America at this point in his career with the money that he's made, uh, he's going to have to go to a team that's going to, that's going to be in contention to win a title this year. Yeah. I think it comes down to, is is that what he wants to play for? Or does I, I agree with that? I think that if he is going to play Major League Baseball, it will be for a contender. But he could be the ace of the Royals if he wants to be right. Yeah, but again, that's I just don't see Tanaka wanting to do something. I agree. Like that. I, I agree. But I think I I think that it's still a possibility. And and you know I, I love that initial report that it was Yankees or Japan. I, I thought that you know showed. You know, you even kind of alluded to that a couple of weeks ago. We talked about this, that you kind of felt that if it's not the Yankees, that it would be Japan. And, you know, but it's smart. It, I thought from a business standpoint, it was smart for him to come out and, and kind of refute that and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm not I'm still out here, guys. I'm still willing to play for someone other than the New York Yankees. So keep keep the offers coming. You know. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I still, I still think that there's three teams that the Masahiro Tanaka is going to play for in 2021, the Rakuten Eagles, the New York Yankees, or the New York Mets. Ooh, I, I, I got to throw in the Dodgers in there and the Angels. Uh, the only reason I don't put the Angels is because Otani's there and I don't think he wants to deal with that. Yeah, you're right. He might not want that. 
So those are my three teams that I if Tanaka Tanaka will be with one of those three teams. That's my prediction. I'd like him to, to come back. I like Tanaka to become to come back on a two year deal, team friendly, maybe twenty two, twenty five million dollars, two years. I think the Yankees can live with that. Uh, that's a lot. What to pay the guy thirteen million dollars a year? Yeah, I f- I'm 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 trying to look at it from their perspective. That's a Stop lot of being money bitches to... and fucking let's go. How I about know, that man. one, I, dude? I know. I I I don't like the mindset that it seems that they're in, but I'm not gonna. Um, you can't. You can't say that because last offseason they got Garrett Cole, right? They they went out and, and signed someone to the biggest contract for a pitcher ever, right? Yeah, now we're cutting so, and we're, now we're yeah. cutting costs. So but but and I get it, I get it, it Cole. Like. That's I get what it, it looks like, but right, but it's still not but like you like we've said, the big names haven't been signed yet. So we can't that's it looks that way though, which was it's shitty. But we can't say that until this thing's wrapped up, but it looks that way, and that's not good. Look, he who shall not be named got a $34 million two-year deal to suck, okay? I can live with the Yankees giving Tanaka two for 25. I can live with that. But again, as we always say, Tanaka cannot be a number two or number three. At this point, Tanaka's got to be your number five. Fill in the blanks in between him and Cole. So, uh, we got that out of the way. I think we've touched upon everything. All right. Um, one more thing. Uh, finally got around to signing up for HBO Max in between Christmas and New Year. Uh, because this is, this is what's so goddamn frustrating about HBO Max. Why don't you have a fucking app on a smart TV? Yeah. You got to have the apps. Um, gotta have apps. Television. Yeah, no, you have to. You got go. So times. I moved. I I moved the PlayStation out of the man cave and I put it in the living room. So my wife. So it's on watch. HBO. Is an app on the PlayStation though. See. Okay. Uh, and for people that have tweeted me that oh I, I don't I don't want to pay for it if you already paying because a lot of people don't really know this if you're already paying for HBO through your cable provider HBO Max is free which is nice at least you're getting something. You know, a lot of these, these uh, streaming services like to jam you. At least, you know, if you're already paying for HBO through your cable provider, HBO Max is free. But there's two reasons why I signed up for HBO Max. Well, you know, it's free, number one. And actually, number two is I wanted to see the CC Sabathia documentary. Just fantastic. Any Yankee fan, any baseball fan, any fan of CC Sabathia needs to take, I think it ran like 67 minutes, needs to take that time and actually sit down and watch it. Uh, the second half of the, I, I would say the last, like last half hour plus is pretty much about his Yankee career, and the rest is about his life leading up to that. Uh, we knew back in 2015 how CC was messed up and he was uh, dealing with alcoholism and he, uh, you know, the Yankees were one and done. That was the, the year they got knocked down in a wild card game by the Astros. But he he was he said, I'm not going to be on the postseason roster because I have to go to rehab, which we knew. But this documentary really goes into a lot of detail about a lot of, about a lot of stuff about how bad he truly was during that time in his life. And it goes even beyond the I don't know if you remember the photo of him. I think they were in Toronto, maybe Baltimore, when he was out on a balcony uh, smoking weed. <laughs> 
There's a picture taken yeah, of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. There was a lot. That it's was in like New Orleans. No, because I believe that it happened during the season. If I'm not okay. okay, but then again, that doesn't make any sense. Like, wouldn't he gotten in trouble for that? Yeah, I don't know. I I might not have been paying. I wasn't paying fully attention all the way through. Yeah. Uh, I remember know, the picture. You know, you're trying to watch a TV. You're trying to watch a documentary with an eight month old on your lap. It's uh, you know, Tough. you might miss a part or two. Uh, but anyway. So, he, you really, even as closely as we follow this team and as, you know, as much as we try to know what's going on, they've really, like, pulled back the curtain on some of the stuff that he was really... And, oh, drop something. Yeah, well, the phone's busted anyway, so, I mean... Oh, you drop your phone? Yeah. And I want to read this quote. Uh, as I was saying, it it really goes into detail, and it really, I mean, look, man, I make no bones about it. I don't, I don't really hide things. I, I, you know, I grew up with an alcoholic as a father. You know, luckily, as he's gotten older, he's kind of, you know, repaired that part of his life, and uh, we, you know, so I get it, man. Like I understand what CC was going through, and I understand what his wife and his kids were going through. So that kind of hit home for me. Uh, but you kind of really didn't know how bad it truly was until you kind of see this documentary and credit to CC for getting his shit together and, uh, you know, get, you know, doing it for himself and his family, man. But uh, we all remember his last outing in the 2019 ALCS where the guy literally pitched until his arm fell off. And this was my favorite part of the documentary. Uh, he's in the, God damn it. I hit the, I hit the top of the, Top of Twitter, uh, and it scrolled back up after you lost I lost the quote. Yes, I did lose the quote. Oh, Actually, it's right here. Yeah. Uh, you got it. All right, and he—they got him in the car with his wife the day after the game, and this is what CC had to say: "I'm more sad about us getting our asses kicked by these fucking assholes than I am not being able to pitch." That was CC Sabathia. The day after his last professional outing in the 2019 ALCS. And if that doesn't sum up what this guy meant to this team and the kind of competitor that he was, uh, I don't know what will. I, I miss CC. I know he's been around the organization. I'd like to see him in uniform again somehow. I don't think that's really something he wants to do at this point in his life, but... Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got to check that out. I think the Yankees can use him. Uh, and the other thing that I signed up for Max for was to watch Wonder Woman 84, which fucking sucked everybody's saying just awful huh? it was it was it was pretty bad pretty bad and before anybody wants to chime in that uh you know about other shit i loved the original wonder woman i didn't think it, let me say this i didn't think it was a great movie the original wonder woman with gal gadot uh whatever you say her name i believe that's how you say it, right that's it yeah i think it's so but she was fantastic in that movie she oh, yeah. she carried that movie. She was the best mm. part of Justice League. She yeah. she was a she was great in Batman versus Superman. Mm. But this movie was just it was atrocious. It was awful. Yeah. I, it was just a complete miss. And I tweeted that they put it on Max for free because no one would pay to see this bullshit. And I got people coming back at me. It was the biggest opening of the pandemic. Okay, like four fucking movies yeah. came out. It's yeah, just, I mean, what are you gonna out. do? I mean, there's no competition. <laughs> And it's Wonder Woman on Christmas. So, like, let's calm down. Does it? That doesn't make it a good movie, okay? No. No. Uh-uh. 
So if you haven't seen Wonder Woman 84 yet, I always tell people, make your own bones about something and go out of your, you know, you want to make you form your own opinion, go see it. Uh, because I had already heard from several people that I trust their opinions that it sucked. But I said, I'm still going to watch it. I still want to make my own opinion about it. And it sucked. So at least I know for my own facts now that it sucked. Right. And yeah. segueing into the final segment of the show, what indeed sucks <laughs> these are things that suck and that yankee fans need to stop doing in 2021 um let's actually let's run through twitter first we'll give some shout outs to our boy don sicario he hates when fans bash a player and then they're followed by tr- trade suggestions like we should trade this player for somebody else's stud player <laughs> <laughs> Our buddy Patrick, Happy New Year, buddy. Uh, his biggest hate is when fans put the team, uh, put down the team before the pitch first pitch has even been thrown. <laughs> um, at King DJ underscore five two nine seven says he hates when we actively root against people on the team. Which yes, that is yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Don't like that. At DJ. Menard Inc. underscore when a player like Garrett Cole has a literally a small slump and people want to run him out of town. Shit is annoying as hell. Yes, I think I had a coronary discussing that several times on this show. Um, The GWK 21 Kobani Gold. Uh, You guys have mentioned it a million times and we'll mention it a million and one. If George were alive, it drives me nuts. Yes. And finally, at Fire Cashman, and you'll see where he's going in a minute, giving Cashman a pass for the entire decade when he hasn't shown that he can win squat without the eliminate pockets of George or the talent accumulated by Stick Michael. Yeah. All right. Not a fan. Not a fan of B Cash, huh? Not, well, when you handle his Fire like, Cashman. Right. I, yeah, it makes sense. So do you want to kick this off, Ryan? Look, I... I have one that that always stands out. Uh, it, you could look at a player like John Carlos Stanton um, as the main example. I, it's it's when you get someone. This is the this is really the 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 main thing. I I got a couple that we could break down too, but. When you get a new player, you have to understand. I get it. They're making a boatload of money. John Carlos Stanton is making so much money to play a game. But at the end of the day, he is still, right? He's still human. So you have to give him that bit of time to get comfortable. And and I'm, I'm by him, I mean the new Yankee, a new Yankee. Get give them an, give them just a little bit more time to you know just to 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 get comfortable because it seems like and this is just a peeve this is a pet peeve it seems like a lot of the time fans seem to measure a baseball season as if it were like a football season where it's 16 games but it's really 162 games it's a lot of games it's a lot of time to really get into the swing of things uh so that's really christian man that's really i got a, you know, a couple more but that's the big one. That's the number one by a long shot. Right? Like how we're booing friggin' John Carlos Stan after his first game in pinstripes. Like, and I'm not saying you, I'm bro. not saying don't boo. I'm not saying don't boo. I'm saying don't don't boo in April. Don't boo 
uh, three games into the season, which was, I, I, and I'm not just speaking out of my ass. That's literally, that was the case because I think he had that great first game in Toronto. I think he right. had two home runs in that game. I know he had one against half. And then I Correct. think he had another one against Clippard. Uh, and then, and then when they came home, I believe he had a four strikeout game in his first game. And then from that moment on, then the game after that, I think he had another clunk and they, then the fans started to boo him. I did that. That to me is the, is the biggest thing that if I had any wish or uh, to make, it would be to just get rid of that. And uh, the, 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 the jump, the gun fan, you know, get, get out, get out of here. All right. I'm going to start with number five on my list. Yeah. We're going to work all the way to number one here. Number five, you have to stop with the re-signed DJ tweets under serious tweets that the team puts out. Okay. This yes. shit pisses me off to no end because it just shows an utter lack of fucking class. Howard Rubenstein died earlier in the week. He was a longtime uh, friend of George Steinbrenner, a big, uh, you know, PR guy in New York City, very well respected. And scroll down, resign DJ. Cool, announce DJ, announce DJ, sign DJ. Are you, is there something fucking wrong with you people? The Yankees are expressing condolences to a man that just died, and you want to be cute and fucking edgy to tweet, um, sign DJ underneath. This fucking tweeted condolence. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously. And this all really started for me back last season when they tweeted a picture of Boone wearing a ribbon. And I believe it was in um, in support of some uh, charity or something for uh, children that had cancer. And some guy called fucking Boone a cancer because he made the wrong move in a game. And I'm like, what? what is fucking wrong with you? Like, this is not the time and place for this shit. The Yankees signed that guy Socrates, whatever the fuck, and you want to to tweet under it, cool, sign DJ, fine. That's the place to do it. That's where you can have a little fun. But not some guy that dies. You know, then you don't be cute and edgy with, oh, sign DJ, cool, announce DJ. Come on, guys. Like, this is why people fucking hate us. Like, that's, like, if I wasn't a Yankee fan, and, and I had this idea that Yankee fans were fucking gutter trash. All I would have to do is go on to fucking Yank, the official Yankee Twitter account, go on to any tweet of any type of serious nature, click, boom, there'd be 10 responses right there of how I would have my point proven. Agreed. Pet peeve. Number four. And this is a new one that just jumped onto the list, which kind of allowed... Uh, the Jeter A-Rod thing to be its own separate debate is a trade simulator. Can we fucking stop with it? That was one of mine too. That was one of mine. I swear. This trade simulator is such garbage. It's not even funny to me because all it is, it's a video game. It's a video game trade. That's what it is. You're assigning value to things. You're trying to see how it matches up. Yeah, and it's fun, but people... People in the real, if you're trying to have a little fun with it, it's fine. But I think it's also lived past its point of usefulness. If that's a usefulness, is that a word? Yeah. You're seven out of 10 drunk, so you'll agree with anything right now. That's a, usefulness is a word for sure. I think so. <laughs> but like, 
oh, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do that. And I, I've, I've sent you guys some of these trades, and they're fucking bonkers because nobody in their right mind would ever really do any of these trades. I mean, Garrett Cole, is, and I don't even understand it. Garrett Cole, first of all, you can't even trade Garrett Cole in one of these things. They don't allow you to put him in it. And he's got a negative value. So is that just because of the money? Obviously, nobody thinks Garrett Cole's a negative value player, right? So I don't even understand it. But then you look at it and you're like, okay, how can we get Lindor and Carrasco on this team? And then they just started fucking pulling shit out of their ass. And of course, Adam Adovino has got to be in every one of these trades. Yep. So meanwhile, you're telling me that the Indians don't want, excuse me, uh, Francisco Lindor because they can't afford him. But let's take Adam Adovino who sucks and we'll take his $9 million salary. So, guys, it's time to put the trade simulator to bed. Yep. Number three, wanting to be right all the time. And this goes back to what some of, some of the people um, had said earlier. This is, uh, Don Sicario kind of alluded to it when he said, uh, this guy sucks, but let's trade him for an ace, right? It kind of leads into what I'm saying is that a lot of fans – you know, Stan sucks in the postseason, right? That's what we learned about him after 2018. So instead of rooting for the guy to be good or rooting for him to have a great postseason like he did in 2020, we just want to be right about the fact that he sucks and that he strikes out all the time. And how is that productive as a Yankee fan? You're almost rooting You're rooting against a player on your own team. The Yankees have a better you're chance right, of winning yeah. with John Carl. You think Stan sucks, right? Let's just say you're Ryan. You think Stan sucks. Sucks. Sucks, right? Stan hits Worse. 45 fucking home runs, has a 1,000 OPS in the postseason. The Yankees have a better chance to win in the World Series because of that? Or, that, or would you rather be right that he hits 220 and, has, uh, you know, and he gets benched because he struck out nine of his first 10 at-bats in the playoffs? Yeah, he still sucks. <laughs> he still sucks, though. <laughs> so you'd no, rather yeah, be I, right. Again, bro, you're, you're, you're pulling out things like I struggled with this. Yeah, I found a few, and, you know, same thing with this trade simulator. I agree with that. This is a fucking nail-on-the-head one, dude. Number two, 27 rings. We got to yeah. give up the 27 rings argument. I love yep. the Yankees' history. I will sit there and watch documentaries on their history. I love it. I love the history. But as an argument to why we're the best, it means nothing. I like to, when we're arguing other fan bases, what does it mean? Like, we're arguing against the Red Sox. They've won four World Series since 2004. We have won. Who's been better recently? They have. That's all that matters to me. And it's like some badge of honor, 27 rings. And it just seems like, it's the retort for the most uneducated Yankee fan. Like somebody that couldn't pick Gio Urshela out of a fucking lineup is the one that's coming up with the 27 rings shit. And again, it goes, it, it's kind of like the Jeter A-Rod shit. I'm willing to admit that A-Rod is better. It's just like I'm willing to say that I love the Yankees history. I love that this team has won 27 world championships. But, you know, 22 of them don't mean anything to me. I wasn't on this earth. I didn't get to enjoy any of them. Do I like going back and watching old tapes, going back watching docs on it? Yeah, I love it. It's fun. It's your team. You want to know the team's history. But I don't claim any of it. And then we got to stop with it. 27 rings. It just makes it sound stupid. 
Oh, 27 rings, 27 rings. Dude, it's just, it's tired. You know what I want to be saying? I want to be saying 28. I got my 28th this year. I got my 29th this year. Then I can talk some shit. 30. Get the 3L. Get the dirty 30. That's a great point. And that's, that's kind of, I don't know. I don't think you'll agree with me, but that's why I don't love the new Yankee stadium is because they kind they, they did what the old stadium was, which was, you know, and a representation and it honored the past more than let's just look, the past was incredible, but we, we need to kind of let it go and we need to create something new here because it's too far in the past to hold on to it anymore. And yeah. 27 didn't come uh, last year. The, right. It right. came, it came now we're going on 12 yeah. years that we haven't won it. Okay. Yeah. So, but again, uh, you know, not to get debate Yankee stadium. I like that. We honor our history. I like when I, walk in there that i know that i'm at the home of the new york yankees but also you know as fans like i don't want to be like oh look we won in 1943 shut the fuck up you weren't alive (laughs) like what are you bragging about that for yeah yeah i'm in total agreement number one if you don't know what it is and you ain't paying attention oh i know exactly what it is say it if George were alive, George was alive. if George was it. alive, <laughs> guys, he's dead all day. He's been dead <laughs> since 2010. We got to let the man fucking rest in peace already. It's 2021. Let the man go. If you don't like the way Hal runs a team, then just say, I don't like the way Hal runs a team. Not everything needs to start with, well, if George were alive, George is not alive. It's time to let it go. You know, maybe that was fine in 2012 or 2013, but he's not here anymore. Like, if how, like, you know, knock on wood, how lives a long, healthy life, but he dies. You know, how old is Hal Steinbrenner? Let me look that up real quick. I'll look it up. Keep going. You know, let's say Hal's in his 50s right now, right? He's, I, I don't know how old Hal is, but let's say I'd Hal say lives, he's 55. Give me, give me that age. 51, 51, 51. Wow. Young guy. But let's, let's give Hal into his, let's, let's give Hal another 35 years on this earth. Go for it. And somehow in those 35 years, they don't sell the team. He leaves it to his kids. Do I still, now that we're in a third generation of Steinbrunner running the Yankees, if he's, if that Steinbrunner runs a team like Hal did, are we still going to have to hear, well, if George were alive? Because now not only is George dead, but his son is dead too. I mean, how much longer do we have to keep going with that? You're right, man. How long does that statement, it, it's it's still being said. How long does it last? Look, You're I right. get it. And you probably heard a lot of this before on this show when I've talked, when I've ranted about this. How runs the team? How how runs the team? George ran the team. How George ran the team? It's okay to look back at George and say I like George's style better, but it doesn't need to be brought up every time. You know, we're not if we get DJ and don't get Bauer, and I know a lot of fans want both. You can't. Well, if George were alive, yeah. Well, George got black balls from baseball, and the Yankees became a dynasty again because he wasn't around to fuck shit up too. Do we need to bring that up? Do we need to bring that up as well? If George were alive, I mean, come on, that's part of the that. That's part of the story, is it not? It is. No, it is. He was banned. 
<laughs> I mean, come on, guys. If George were alive, but he's not. Okay. Now, how would you feel if your dad owned the Yankees, and everybody was like, "Well, if you know, you're just taking you as an example because you're well, if Ryan's dad was alive, <laughs> your dad is alive." But I'm just saying, he is right. If he owned, yeah, no, wouldn't feel great. You wouldn't want to hear that shit any- anymore because not even like to the point of like. Uh, I'm not doing a good job as my dad. She's like, you know, out of respect for my father, let the guy fucking rest in peace. Right. Let him rest right. in peace. Mm-hmm. You love the yeah. guy so much. Let him rest in peace. The Yankees went out. They got him his final ring. He died. And I hate to be so callous about it, but that's it. He's, 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 he's done. It's over with. I mean, we all have fond yeah, memory I mean, of George. A fucking time ago. We we interviewed Ron Bloomberg, who loved George Steinbrenner, and I'm sure a lot of players will echo a lot of the same sentiments Ron Bloomberg did about George. But, come on. I'm sure if I brought up the George were alive shit with Ron, he'd have a fucking heart attack about it. Yeah, probably. So, Oof. hey, I laid it out. Okay. Those are the, yeah. those, we got to stop doing that shit. Let's be better fans this year. Let's do it. We want to have a better 2021. I want to have a better 2021. We need to be better Yankee fans in 2021. Stop laying laying back on all this on his junk, this garbage. Yeah. You want to, you know, yeah. Derek Jeter. And how many times has Derek Jeter gone out of his way to say, and it, it could be lip service, the greatest fan base in the world. Fucking prove it. Stop with this shit. But again, a lot of you think A Rod is better, which he is. But there's no need to fucking keep tweeting about it. <laughs> right? Right. Boom. I think we're done yeah, here. Right. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> so give me on a scale of one to ten. How are you right now? Coming down? Probably, uh yeah, I'm down, dude. I, I don't I'm debating whether or not I'm gonna have another drink. Oh boy. I might I should have went down I should have went downstairs and pop open a couple of Bud Light seltzers while yeah, I was on that this. Been cool. That'd be nice. No, I'm gonna have another drink. I'm gonna have another drink, and I'll be right back into it. What are you gonna but do? But I'm tonight? down. I mean, it's ten eighteen. What six. are you gonna do tonight? Uh, you know, drink until I fall asleep. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah. Why not? But uh, uh, <clears throat> hopefully, Chris will be back next week. He was just uh, enjoying a little family time, which uh, we yeah. hope all of you had the opportunity to do over the course of the last couple of weeks. Enjoy the holidays. But uh, unfortunately, Monday brings back reality and a lot of back to work for a lot of people. And uh, I hate saying this, but this is really now the most depressing time of the year. And people have seasonal affective disorder. This is when, and I'll admit that I have it. uh, It really fucking hits the Monday after New Year, whenever that, that return to work date is. Because... It's just depressing. It's just dark outside. It's dark at 4.30. At least from, like, Thanksgiving on, you're driving down the street, shit's lit up, Christmas lights are out. You know, I'm not into basketball. I'm not into hockey. There's not, there's no sports. I mean, you know, when you hear this on Monday morning, maybe I'll have another giant game to look forward to. Maybe I won't, you know. But it's still, it's football. It's one day a week. Yeah. So really until we get down to Florida and we can see little pitchers and catchers, we really have a really six weeks of just fucking depression around here. At least that's how I feel about it. No, you're right, man. When you put it that way, it is a, it is a, a that lull period. 
you know, and it's just it's like you put so much next. into the holidays, and then it's just like yeah. January. You got the kid now, though. You got the kid to that's to hold true. You over. That's true. For that, so he should Maybe, be good. Be, yeah, I know. I'm just saying though. It's still it still I sucks. Yeah, driving around at four o'clock in the fucking pitch dark. Yeah, yeah, dark out. You know, I know people in Florida have to deal with that shit too. But we think, you know, I'm seeing pictures of people that I know down at the fucking beach today. Like, fuck you. Yeah, it was thir- it was like 35 degrees today. <laughs> but uh, we want. I don't even know if I I announced the right number of, of the show at the beginning of the show. But uh, <laughs> who knows? Two eight. Two eight, right? That was right. I I think or I think it's two eight. I don't know. That's a lot, man. We've been we've been doing this shit a lot, a long time. We have been. Late. Yeah, I feel like that yeah, was a that. popular room number in our high school. Like a lot of people had class in room two hundred eight. Oh yeah, two hundred eight. I had a class in two hundred eight or two hundred eight. But uh, mm. what are you gonna do? Hey, uh, we're going to sign off here. We're going to thank everybody for listening to episode 208 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Uh, again, we want to wish everybody a very happy new year. Uh, hopefully things will turn around, not only for the world, but for the club that we listen to. Or we're, you know, we're here talking about every week, the New York Yankees. I hope yeah. this is the, the beginning of big things for them. Uh, thank you for your continued support. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, Stack Guy Rye. Go Yanks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah.